Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. And when you know when they talk about the good old days, like these are the days, like these are the days of my life where I get to look back on and think, you did something, you made an impact, you changed the world, you helped somebody. And that's just, that's an honor. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously, check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WEARLATECH for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations. So go to RefillFuel.com. That's R-E-F-I-L-L-F-U-E-L.com. Code WeRLATech for $10 off. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash We Are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash We Are LA Tech. Hello, everyone. My name is Brian Nickerson. I'm guest hosting We Are LA Tech. I'm really excited before our guest today. The one, the only Crystal Coons. Crystal. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. (laughs) It's so good to see you. It's good to see you too. Yeah. Great to uh, have you in studio here in Santa Monica. Yeah. I drove a really long time to get here. It's not that I live far. It's that it's LA traffic. So so Crystal, share a little bit about yourself with the audience. What do you do? What are you up to these days? And uh, we'll dive deep, but but give us the overview. Sure. Yeah. Um, Basically, I'm an influencer. I'm a full-time influencer. What that means is I am a blogger, Instagrammer, YouTuber, um, mostly focus on YouTube. And that's kind of my my main full time gig. And I also have a fashion startup. So it is a full manufactured, designed, runway inspired clothing line geared toward plus size women. Amazing. And your YouTube channel, Sometimes Glam, right? Sometimes Glam, because sometimes glam, sometimes yoga pants, because <laughs> that's how life works. <laughs> and same, same with your blog? Yeah, everything is Sometimes Glam. You can find me everywhere online if you search Sometimes Glam. And the clothing line is called Astra, A-S-T-R-A, which is Latin for to the stars, because I believe that fashion can take you anywhere, even to the stars. So it's so all, good. It's and all it's very cute. AstraClothing.com? Uh, Astra Signature. You can actually um, Google or search Wear Astra, W-E-A-R Astra.com. Wear Astra. That's okay. it. So you should wear Astra. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And you are wearing Astra right now. I am wearing Astra. Yeah, I'm wearing one of our atelier pieces. Atelier being French and fancy for one of a kind. So, yeah. So yeah. I all try to describe it for folks because they're listening on the podcast, but yes. um, it's an amazing, beautiful kind of army theme inspired uh, jacket. Camo jacket. Camo jacket with some amazing flair on the back. Um, I like that you like say silver. flare. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rhinestones and crystals and bejeweled amazingness. It's actually a piece from a, a bridal company. Like these are things that you would actually make like a wedding dress out of. And I was like, how can I take this and like make it a little more accessible and a little less prissy. And I was like, army jacket done. Yeah. So it's cool. It yeah. looks great. Thank it looks you. amazing. <laughs> um, so Crystal, we met almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I remember we were we were on a panel together, yes. um, sharing some knowledge out in uh, Phoenix uh, or Scottsdale, whoop, whoop. right? Yeah, Scottsdale, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is home for you originally. Yes, yeah. Well, original original is Montreal, Canada. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I moved to Phoenix when I was eighteen, and I was there for <clears throat> years, and now I live out here in LA. <laughs> Amazing, and uh, Laguna Niguel. I live in Laguna Niguel. Yeah, I love I love Orange County. It's so yeah. nice. There's no potholes and <laughs> smells so great. And business brought you out here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my startup is actually based in Irvine, um, where my investors are. And we definitely come up to the city almost every day for photo shoots and that kind of thing. But yeah, we're definitely based in in Irvine and like that kind of part of Orange County, South Orange County, where I pay my gas and electric to San Diego, which is how far I am. But I still like to call it L.A. because yeah. um, for I feel like I'm so close to the city an hour away. I feel like I could live 10 minutes from here and it still take me an hour to get here. So yeah. It's LA. <laughs> so your your journey, I'd love if you can kind of share this with folks because we have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to the podcast. And um, I remember being struck like you're deep in tech, you're mm-hmm. managing a ton of people, doing yes. a lot of things with like a sort of, reg- not a regular, but like a full-time traditional job. Absolutely. Then you got into becoming an influencer and people were kind of following you. And now you're an entrepreneur with your own line of clothing and like doing all these things. So take us through, give us a little, like share that journey with us. if you Sure. Would. It'll take you way, <laughs> way, way back to 1999 where the internet was new and Amazon was barely a thing. Um, no, I got my start in tech um, because actually, because I had an art background in, in high school and I went from taking kind of art and I wanted to make it a job. So I learned graphic design. I actually was using PaintShop Pro, if you remember that from way back in the day. Um, I do. You did, yeah, it was uh-huh. a, long, a long time ago. Um, and so I would start designing websites for, for customers, basically for anyone that would have me. And then I taught myself HTML, uh, PHP, and I was a programmer for a while. Um, and then I started an IT management company. And so that was like business to business, networks, computers, servers, all the tech, like component side, and then also custom software, um, websites, marketing strategy, everything that a startup would need. So kind of like our specialty was like under 20 employees. Mm. Um, and we also started a retail side to that as well. So if your computer was broken, you could bring it to us and my guys would fix it in 24 hours, basically. So you were never without your computer for more than like 24 hours, which even back in like 2003, when we were doing this, it was still just as critical then as it is now to, to have your computer. Um, so we sold our first business, um, in 2010, we started our second one. And so the one we have now, and I'm still a 50% owner in it, is um, probably more B2B focused than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been a freelance fashion journalist, kind of on the side, just because it was always a passion project of mine. Um, and growing up being plus size and being thick and a little Italian girl, I was like, you're never going to work in fashion. Fat girl, sit down, have some more pasta. And um, I'm someone that when you tell me I can't do something, I have to Hell yeah. have to do it. Yes. So um, I started producing runway shows. I had a jewelry line um, in my early 20s. And oh, gosh, then I started writing. And then um, as as I got older um, and I got a couple of health diagnoses that kind of keep me plus size for eternity, um, I still had to embrace it. So I got really great at fashion. And then um, my blog kind of spun off from everyone saying, you dress so well, where did you get that? So I started the blog um, just as kind of a creative outlet because most of my day was spreadsheets and accounting and running a business, mm-hmm. I think as everyone else's job is, um, and really wanting to do something more passionate. So I got into fashion and then it kind of grew very quickly. Within six months, it was a full-time job. And so I replaced myself at my tech company and now this is it. And this is what I do full time. Yeah. So cool. 
And before we get into your new fashion line, you started out like from an, your your development as an influencer, right? Mm-hmm. Do you, you started out as a blogger. Yes. Blogger first. And then now you're, you've got a YouTube channel, you've got an Instagram channel. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Because because a lot of, a lot of both individuals and companies try to think about like, how do they create amazing content? And you've sure. been able to grow a following and create amazing content in a number of different like mediums and platforms and like continue to just develop this like super passionate following. I've seen it. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm one of them. <laughs> which I appreciate. Thank you. I hope you hit like and, and you always subscribe to, to everything. I do. And you can make some purchases. That'd be great. Um, yeah. So when I started blogging, um, it was more because I had been a writer for so long and it was just such a natural progression for me. Um, and then as everyone listening can hear, I talk a lot. And so YouTube was definitely like a natural next step. But I loved YouTube because it really helped me connect with people even more more um and it kind of like we talked about this a little earlier but it was like this like onion of feelings where like every time Mm. you peel back a layer you got to connect deeper and deeper and deeper with people and um that's really what got me loving youtube so much um and then just expanding into other channels like like instagram is a great one for me as well because it allows me to have even more of a one-on-one connection with my audience Mm -hmm. um but everything comes from a place of how can i help how can i make your life better how can what i know in my experience um help you get to where you want to go. Basically, that's kind of the whole the whole baseline of, of everything I do as an influencer is what can I do? How can I lead by example to show you whether you're 40, whether you're 50, whether you're 20, whether you're 13 to show you that everything they tell you you can't do that you absolutely can do. So inspirational. Yeah, I think um, uh, to me, I mean, I, I want to kind of like dive into that a little bit mm-hmm. because I feel like especially for young people today, they see the like followings that influencers have. And there's a natural, um, just like desire to like, I just, I want that. What mm-hmm. do I have to do to get that? And, sure. and they, they almost, I see a lot of people going into becoming an influencer sometimes for the wrong reasons. Sure. Um, and I feel like that, that message that you have of helping and of, um, educating people and of like, leading by example, you say that a lot and you do that, right. And you, you help people feel better about themselves because of how you, because of how you are. I try. I try. I When I talk to other influencers and I feel the conversation kind of derailing into the um, lesser altruistic side of thing. Not that this, I mean, this is a business. So at the end of the day, it is, you know, we are here for money. We can't, you know, pay our rents and mortgages with love and feelings and stuff. Obviously, yeah. this is a business. But um, I like to bring it back. And I use, I use this a lot. I refer to our audience, our followers. These are the women we serve. These are not our yes. followers. These are not our f- fans. I am no different than anyone else. You know, I broke a toenail this morning and a pair of shoes that pissed me off, you know, like, but, but no one is like Instagram people, these followings, this clout, all that stuff is all great. But if you're not understanding that these are the people that you serve, I get up every morning and I think about a woman who has been told every day of her life that she's wrong because of the way she looks. And as a result, that permeates into she's not going to update her resume. She's not going to go for that job. She's not going to text him back. And even men as well. I mean, obviously, this body positivity stuff isn't necessarily a women problem. There's issues with men for absolutely like he won't update his resume. He won't even Mm. go back to college because he just figures why bother? I'm just some, you know, I just am who I am. And so when I think about that and I think about these are the people that I serve, um, that's, I think, what makes an influencer have longevity is that you're doing it because 
These are the people you serve. These are not mm-hmm. your customers. These are not your fans. Get out of your own head. <laughs> These are the people you serve. And I feel like every small business owner, especially when you're in that small stage, um, that's where the magic happens for me because you start understanding and you try, you have, even as your company grows, which is great, you really want to make sure that you understand that your customers are the people that you serve and you are a servant to them. Mm-hmm. And financials obviously are great and we want to hit our quotas and we want to get our numbers and everything, but remember why you're here and who you're helping. And I also think that helps with motivation. There's a lot of times when your business, uh, maybe yeah. you're not getting where you want to go and your numbers aren't there, or you had a really bad day and you maybe lost a client or whatever. Understand the greater picture, understand why you're getting up in the morning. Cause it's not, it's not for that dollar. Yeah. It's to affect change. So true. Um, are you optimistic about what's happening in the world right now? I mean, it feels like, I feel, it feels like there's big change happening and coming, but how, how do you feel? From a, from a technology perspective or just like societal? Yeah, societal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technology obviously is, is addressing, but sure. like these changes in um, support, right? Because I, I feel mm-hmm. like there are so many communities that used to, it, it was hard for small communities to connect. And sure. in some ways that's what, I think that's one of the beauty of YouTube and the social platforms. There are some downsides to them for sure. Absolutely. But there's also a place where you can be anywhere in the world and have others who look, smell, right? Like <laughs> any sort of like, that have some relation to you mm-hmm. and, and all of a sudden someone can feel more at home because of that. Absolutely. Um, do you, do you feel that? Yeah, I think, I think it's really easy. And I think we are so trained and led to believe that, that the sky is falling and it's not, it's not <laughs> falling, you know? And I think, um, you know, fear gets, gets the attention and stress gets the attention. And it's a lot. I mean, if I told you you're having a great day, you'd be like, cool. And you walk on. If I told you you're probably going to hit by a car, you spend your whole day worrying about getting hit by a car because that's how we Mm. are wired as humans. It takes a lot of retraining to, to see the good in the world. Um, as an influencer, I, yeah, obviously I see, I see a ton of, of negativity and people have said things to me that I wonder who raised them. You know, but I also see I'm taking my kids to the beach for the first time and I'm going to wear a swimsuit for the first time because you gave me that confidence. Mm. And all I can think of is if I can help someone get to that level, I'm now affecting a generation of children that will grow up and actually think that they're worthy, that they're capable, that they're able and nothing can stop them. So we can sit here and talk about, yeah, the world is falling apart and all this stuff, but it's really not, though. It's really not. There's so much more good in the world. And if we can just push out that negativity and start focusing on the connections that we have, um, you know, I think we'd all be so much better off. <laughs> I'm literally getting getting chills here <laughs> in, the, in the studio. It's so, so good. Your message is so important. Um, those type of messages, when you hear the way that you impact people, how, how does, I mean, what does that do for you? It has to be incredible. Oh my God. it It's humbling for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, um, you know, I have a, like a little, a little story for you. I, um, I did an appearance at an event in Atlanta. Um, I was bringing Astro. We had a, we had a booth and everything like that. And I told my audience, Hey, I'm going to be in Atlanta. If you live in the area, come see me. Would love to meet you. Um, and as an influencer, I fully believe that if you are not comfortable to come up to me and say hi and hug me, then I've done my job wrong. Um, Mm. that is so important to me. And I had a, a subscriber drive from Michigan to Atlanta. Wow. To meet me. That's like 16 hours. It absolutely right? is. Yeah, yeah. Her and her husband packed up the truck, drove down to Atlanta for the weekend to meet me wow. because I had impacted her so much. And I think about her all the time because what, what an honor, what mm. an honor for me. Like, who am I to have this honor in my life that this woman would drive 16 hours from Michigan to Atlanta just to tell me in person 
how thankful she is for my <laughs> content. That's that's an honor. That's an and every time anyone, anytime I get an email or I get a message or I get a comment that someone says, you know, thank you. I'm just I'm just so damn humbled and honored and thankful and grateful that I get to have this impact. And, you know, at the end of my life, we know about the good old days. Like these are the days like these are the days of my life where I get to look back on and think you did something. You made an impact. You changed the world. You helped somebody. And that's just that's an honor. You just keep giving me chills. (laughs) It's so good. So. Astra clothing. Yes. And and remind us the website again. Sure. Wearastra.com. Wearastra.com. Um, so you design all this from scratch. Sure do. Yep. We take inspiration from runway. Um, and it's it's kind of my years of of being a plus size woman and just seeing what's available. And from from that perspective in that industry, we're definitely in the golden age as far as options. Mm-hmm. But it's still but never still a long way to enough. Go. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like a, like a straight size woman, like under size 12 has the ability to look at fashion and make a decision on what brands fit her personality. If someone is boho, if someone is a rocker, if someone is preppy, you know, classic, whatever, those options are available to her and it helps her navigate the world better because she has options to, as, cause we, as humans, we use judgment, right? I look at you and I'm like, okay, clear, clear, clearly tech CEO. You look at me, you're like clearly over the top glam girl. Like we understand each other because <laughs> that's how the world works. You look at somebody, you make a judgment, you move on. Yeah. So fashion is that first impression. And when you're plus size, there are about three personalities. And if you don't fit into church lady old lady or woman of the night, you got nothing to wear. Mm. So Astra was really born from myself, not feeling like I had, there was nothing out there that was me. There was nothing out there that was me. And and who I am is a whole lot of false eyelashes and a whole lot of pour some sugar on me. So I like to, to marry the <laughs> two and bring in that like eighties grunge ripped jeans, leather <laughs> vibe, but also like, you know, I got my wing liner on and stuff. So, so Astra yeah. is really just what I've always wanted from the runway translated into plus sizes to, uh, to give these babes something amazing to wear. Oh my gosh. It's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. I remember talking with you about this and earlier this year. Um, and then not that long later seeing you debuting in New York fashion week. That was, I mean, what a whirlwind. Oh God. (laughs) You know, just like thinking back to it is just, did this really happen? How did this happen? How did I get so lucky? You know? And then I'm like, oh wait, no, it's a 20 years. You made it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 To to debut during fashion week in, in New York, um, for our soft launch, um, was again, just so amazing. So, so amazing. Um, I never thought, I never thought, you know, when you're your whole life, you know, you're like, you're chubby, you're probably going to be a secretary. And that's basically it. And to mm. go from, from having an expect, that's what people expected of me was that nothing's, you're not really going to amount to anything. And, you know, but okay, whatever, go, go work, register at Walmart or something mm-hmm. to go from that to being someone who was able to create a line and bring it to fashion week during in, in New York um, is I'm still, I think I'm still trying to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, what comes to me, like you are inspiring so many others, um, so many other young women, older women, women of all ages, mm-hmm. right? Who, who do you look to for inspiration? Um, so this will probably <laughs> not fit in with the brand and everything. Um, I honestly, I will say that everything I know, believe and understand about this world comes from Gary Vaynerchuk. And I know that's so <laughs> cliche. I know every entrepreneur is like, I love Gary V. I do. I, um, I was following him when wine library was a thing before his whole entrepreneurial side came out. Um, cause I was interested in wine and, um, 
Crush It had such a profound impact on me because it was that moment where I was like, I can do this. Wow. Because Gary says I can do this because Gary said that if you love the Smurfs, start a blog about the Smurfs because eventually someone will care about the Smurfs. And then I remember a couple years later when the Smurfs movie came out, he was like, why didn't you start that Smurf blog two years ago? Because you could have made bank right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was it was a lot of him um, um, from a YouTube perspective. Um, people like Peter McKinnon, Casey Neistat. Um, again, super cliche, but but people that just take their craft to a whole new level that is just beyond inspiring, just mm-hmm. beyond inspiring. Um, Elon Musk, of course. I mean, I'm yeah. not. I'm a tech person, so like, I have to. <laughs> I have to fangirl his royal highness. Um, and then I'm gonna say Oprah because that is a woman who who came from. Not only was nothing expected of her, like terrible things were expected of her when you look at her background and look mm-hmm. at where she came from, and she has clawed and fought her way from from obscurity to where she is now. And I feel like on some level, I can relate to that. I come from like a very we would call it upper lower class family, and. Um, to to I, I believe that I'm climbing my way out of you know what was expected of me and I, I love that about her. Ah, oh, that's so good. Um, more chills here in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the studio. Um, I, I I've had a chance to see Gary V um, present in person, um, and the thing like I've, I obviously a lot of people have seen his videos. Most people probably sure. listen to this have seen his videos. The thing that really struck me with seeing him in person is how real and how present he is. I mean, he is right on point. Um, in the audience questions, he spent most of his time, you know, taking questions from the audience. Um, and he just addresses all of it real. And I think there's something so powerful about being real about like truth has power. Yes. And Gary Vee is not afraid to speak truth and not afraid to stay really strong in that truth. Um, and I see that as, as you, you emulate, um, that from him. So um, I try, I yeah. try the thing that, that, that gets me the most about him is that there's no coddling and yeah. maybe, maybe it's the Italian in me, but like, <laughs> we'll have feelings later. But right now, this is the reality of the situation. Work needs to get done. And, uh, and Gary said something once that I've really adopted. He said, I mean, I'm not the best at this. I'm not the expert at this. But how I'm going to win is I'm going to outwork all of you. Yeah. And that's something I live by. Am I the best influencer? No. Am I the best fashion person? No. Am I the best fashion expert in the world? Probably not. Maybe. Probably not. But I'm going to do 18 hours while you're doing seven. And that's how I'm going to win. Yeah. And that's what got me about Gary was just like, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to spend all these years and have all this gear and that. You just got to outwork and obviously quality, but outwork everyone else. And that's how you win. Yeah. And I just... And that's, it's also such a lesson too in in today's day and age that there really are, I mean, there might be some shortcuts, but really like not looking for the shortcut, just working like the, the magic is in the grind. Yes. You know? Yes. You know, what's funny is I, um, I'm a big advocate of going to therapy because I feel like I wouldn't like buy a house on my own and I wouldn't change my own oil in my car because I don't know how to do those things. Those are best left to a professional. I'm not a brain person doctor so I'm gonna go to a doctor and and I'm gonna go to a therapist I'm gonna work out my issues and stuff and I was telling my therapist one time I was like you know if I'm not fighting I'm not living I'm not alive you know and and I think that's just when you talk about the grind like that's it I think as entrepreneurs we all live for that fight you know like if I'm not up there like hustling for something fighting for something then what am I doing with my life and that's when like the lethargy and the depression starts to set in is like I'm not chasing something I always need to be chasing something Right. Constantly. (laughs) So good. So um, how how many, like, talk to us a little bit about like kind of the birth of Astra. Like, um, 
do you like, like how many SKUs do you have available? How mm-hmm. do you, how do you think about stocking even for different sizes within your category? Um, how, how do you think about like inventory being ahead of the, fa- of the curve in terms of what, um, what type of lines and what types of items you're, you're, you're bringing out? Um, there's sure. a lot to it. You're, you're no short. You're taking on, you were already busy, right? You've got a huge YouTube channel, huge blog, huge following. Why did I do this? this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk about grind, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, um, I want more grind. <laughs> I would love more grind. Cause you know, <clears throat> as, as everything grows, I, you know, the magic of, of being self-employed is that you can employ other people eventually. And then you can, you know, it just helps grow the family. But as far as the SKUs and the inventory and all that stuff goes, um, we did a soft launch earlier this year with about 12, 11 pieces. Um, and we really just wanted to test the market because as a new brand, you want to you wanna learn. So you kind of, okay, we may have gone a little over the top with the New York Fashion Week thing with the soft launch, but still. Um, <laughs> and so we really spent the past six months watching buying patterns and watching what styles work and what styles don't. And the I guess the the bummer thing about being in fashion is that like inventory that gets stale has to be got rid of. And so that's money you'll never get back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so after spending the, the six, the first six months, really looking at buying patterns, what pieces did well, what pieces didn't do well, and really listening to customer feedback and meeting people and just kind of seeing them, it really helped shape what we were going for. And, um, and maybe I'm, I'm going to make myself a little vulnerable here, but there were some pieces I put in that first launch that are total crap. I mean, they're total crap. And I specifically put those pieces in thinking, I want my customer to feel familiar with what I'm doing so that when she sees this, she's like, maybe she can't relate to this item. It's too out there, but should feel safe here and here and here. Every piece that I was safe on failed gloriously. Really? Really. Wow. Because I played it safe. I didn't trust my instinct. I said, you know what? Let's do a black pant. Let's do a tank top that she can wear to work. She doesn't care about any of that stuff. All the pieces that were pieces that I was like, this is what I want. And this is the risk that I'm taking. And maybe no one will buy this, but we'll try it. Those pieces are the ones that we have to recut and restock. Wow. Um, And so doing the soft launch was incredible because I learned that. I also learned, despite being an entrepreneur for basically my entire life, but this is retail is a completely different beast. um, You can't forget to trust your instinct. Yes. Like my instinct was do the clothes that you want, do the things that you want, do the things that you think are magical and, and the unicorns of the fashion industry. And I put in the black pant and that was my, like, I could see it now. I was like, that was me being scared. That was me being nervous. That was me looking for mm. acceptance and not willing to step outside of the box and watching those products failed gloriously cost me a lot of money, but made me figure out that my gut is right. Yes. And now going through and we're doing, we're doing about between now and February, we're probably launching about 50 new SKUs, which is really exciting. Probably by the time this goes up, we'll have about 20 of them out. Um, and, they are all pieces that I believe in mm-hmm. and that I feel really good at. And not a single one of them was a piece that I was like, she'll feel comfortable in that. Yeah. It was, I'm going to challenge her with that. She may not know how to style that, but I will be there holding her hand and guiding her every step of the way so she can figure out how to wear that and rock it and feel good. That is so amazing. Can't <laughs> More- be scared. Can't be scared. Can't be scared. Got to go for it. Yes. Yes. It's just terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't, it's, it's your relationship to fear. Right. You, you can, fear can be a motivating factor, but if, if it, if it shuts you down, if it makes you not take those risks, mm-hmm. then it's, then that's an unhealthy relationship to it. Right. But right. if it, 
if you understand that that fear is actually telling you this is where I need to go or this is the changes that I need to make or um, that it's actually, you know, you can actually use it. Um, in my world, I love, right, for surfing, Laird Hamilton is just such a yes. amazing, right? His his relationship with fear has totally changed the waves that people, the people thought you couldn't surf waves and Laird just went out there and surfed them. Um, wow. But he made it look easy, but it wasn't, right? It wasn't, there, there was years and years of thought and training and practice and right. changing equipment and all of that that, the that data, went into it. The data that yeah. you need to be able to accomplish it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so true. So, um, I mean, you could, you could kind of pick anywhere, right. Mm -hmm. In the world, um, to, 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 to launch, you could have picked New York, you could have picked, you know, Paris potentially, um, you, you could have stayed in Phoenix, right. Um, what, why, why Los Angeles? What, what drew you to here? Okay. Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. But it was actually the first time I went to a Dodger game that made me fall in love with the city. And I know, I know you're going to laugh, but I'll tell you why. Um, I went to the Dodger game and I sat in the outfield and on the benches and in, in the bleachers and stuff. And I was sitting there. And when you go to a baseball game in Arizona, God bless the D, the D backs. It's a very like golf clappy event because it's hot and people are tired and they're there, but they're not really there. The passion I saw from the people from the city is really what got me staying here. Honestly, it was it was going to the game and every hit, every pitch, every everything elicited this response from every person in that stadium, whether it was positive or negative. It came from a place of such depth. And I remember like I was with my friend Amanda, who now works for me, and I turned to her and I'm like, people are so alive here. There's so much life to the city. There's so much just just it's like the ocean it's just like deeper and deeper and deeper and everywhere mm. I go I find more and more depth so honestly it was the people that I met at the Dodger game that were amazing <laughs> that made me really fall in love with LA because I don't know if you remember but like one of the first times we got together I was like I can't stand the traffic like I don't yes. know I could never live here <laughs> I probably the first thing I said to you was I hate LA because <laughs> I had just spent three hours coming from Irvine to Santa Monica in traffic uh, um, yes. and it was it was miserable but you know, spending more time here and getting to know the city and really just experiencing it. There's such a depth of, 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 of the people here. There's so much love. There's so much passion. Um, and it seems like everything they do from baseball to startups, to fashion, to music, to entertainment. Um, and so when I, um, when I was looking to put Astra somewhere, um, you know, my, my investors are in Irvine. So that Orange County was obviously a good fit for us. Um, but why I love it here and while I'll always be here is just because every time I step outside of the door, there's the city is electric yeah. with life. Yeah. And that gives me so much energy and it really inspires me. And and, and being five miles from the beach doesn't, doesn't hurt. <laughs> so anytime I need to need to be inspired, I just go down to Laguna yeah. Beach and sit there and have a grand old time. Not only your your bikini shoots at the beach, but also your sunset. <laughs> I've seen a lot of sunset pictures from you where you love, you just love being near the water. I love being near the water. I found, and this is probably every Angelino knows about this place. And I remember when I found it, I felt like I found some secret. I think I told you about it and you were like, yeah, everybody knows that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> there's this um, restaurant, it's actually called The Sunset and it's on Westward. So when you're on the PCH, you kind of turn down right before Zuma and you turn on, on Westward Love Beach. that spot, yeah. It's, it's amazing because it's not full of tourists. It's really quiet. Um, and there's something about the air there and the water there. It almost kind of looks like hazy and like Instagram filtery. Um, I will go there for eternity. I will. I live so far from there now. It's a good hour and a half drive with no traffic. And I will go there. That's just I just absolutely fell in love with. And the food's incredible. But everybody should go to the sunset. But don't go there. So I can't get a table. But like go there. <laughs> um, yeah, there's so much inspiration that I love Malibu, obviously. And we've talked about this a million times. But um, yeah, I can't. I cannot get enough of it. Yeah. 
Um, and, and LA too is, I think of fashion. I mean, there actually is a long history of fashion in LA and a lot of really successful fashion companies have been born in LA, right? You've yes. got, you know, forever 21, um, mm-hmm. revolve is based here. Um, Astra is here. Astra now. is here. Um, yeah. And we have incredible designers like Rachel Pally. Uh-huh. Um, I, there's just, there's so much. California is incredible when it comes to fashion because it really marries, um, kind of a, a sense of purpose with an easygoing lifestyle. So like, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get women's wear that maybe feel bohemian and maybe feel floaty. And at first glance, maybe feels too casual or too, um, too weekend. But then when you see it in the context of the city, you're like, no, 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 this is, this is a garment with purpose. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about California. Cause New York is, everything is purpose, purpose and fashion and purpose and fashion. But LA really, and California really brings this whole like Totally purposeful, but I will definitely see you at the beach after we're going to go surfing. And I, I can't get enough of that. That's so good. Um, so Crystal, one of the things we love to ask our guests is, you know, this is a community of entrepreneurs um, and, uh, you know, everyone needs help along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had an ask from the local community um, that could help you um, and help you on your way, what, what would your, what would you want from the community? Oh God. Um, I know this sounds so cheesy, but like, keep doing you, boo. (laughs) I know that sounds so cheesy, but um, Uh, I think I function best in a, just in a culture, in a society where I'm surrounded by people like me and everyone here is chasing something and everyone here is after something. And so I'd love to say, subscribe to my channel, buy my clothes. If you know someone that's sick, tell her she needs to be wearing Astra, which you totally definitely can do, but just keep doing you keep getting up every morning and chasing your dream. And yeah, you may have to go to your job, but like Gary Vaynerchuk says, you have a lot of time between 7 PM and 2 AM to, to do you and do your hustle. So just keep doing that because as soon as we all become complacent, we all become complacent and then there's nowhere for us to go. So just do you do you boo and stay off my beach. Cause I would like to have a spot. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, Crystal, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, once again, for everyone, um, how, how can they find you if they want to connect with you and also, um, share again where they can, uh, find both your channels and your line. Absolutely. Yeah. You can find me on every social media channel, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It is sometimes glam and my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash sometimes glam. And my clothing line is Astra and you can find it at www.wearastra.com. Not like where, like where is it, but wear it like you should be wearing it right now as you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I love it. Um, so with that, uh, this has been a a wonderful time with you. Thank you for bringing so much energy, inspiring us, giving us the chills. Right Uh, on. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. Crystal has been a pleasure. And with that, it's a wrap. Thank you. Bye. We Are LA Tech is independently funded by the community. We couldn't make this happen without your support. If you too want to contribute to We Are LA Tech and see us making the podcast, building the mobile apps, creating the events year after year, consider contributing at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash We Are LA Tech. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.